Welcome to Footy for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. I'm Stephen Dubner. Solomon, all of a sudden you sound sleepy. You just slept like 13 hours. I did. Well, I woke up coughing again. You did wake up coughing. Too many cigarettes, I think. (laughs) Well, you do get a lot of secondhand smoke here in Paris, uh, in France, France. in Europe. Uh, Are you a little homesick? We've been away for two and a half weeks. I'm having a good time, but we'll be home on a Sunday. I think that's a perfect time. Mm, You miss mom? I do miss mom. I miss mom, too. You miss your sister? I do miss my sister. Yeah. Uh, Do you miss seeing football every day? Yeah. (laughs) I do. For the first time, (laughs) yesterday, for the first time, there was not a Euro match because now that we've gone to the quarterfinals. No, there was another time I think we were in Rome. When we were traveling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we timed it well so that we were traveling. We timed it very well. But now we actually had to just be in Paris with no football to watch. It was traumatic, wasn't it? Terrible, boring city, (laughs) right? It is a great city. (laughs) We're having a good time. We thank Paris. Thank the people of France. Um, we have just one more match to see in person in a few days. We're going back to Lille. Yes, we are. To see, which is the home club of, um, um, Hazard, is that what yeah, we're that's called? Yeah, that's where he's from, yeah. Eden Hazard. Well, not, he's not, it was his first big club. He's right. from Belgium. But he was in, like, but, the, uh, the academy I, I there. So. And Lille is right on the border with Belgium. So it'll be a very Belgian crowd. And what's nice about that is, right, the match we're seeing there is the quarterfinal between Belgium. And Wales. And Wales. So... We promised. Uh, it's basically bales at this point. <laughs> we promised um, uh, an episode in tribute of Leo Messi's birthday, and that episode will be forthcoming. We're going to record that one after we record this one. But first, and it'll be we'll, probably my most passionate episode yet. I would not be surprised. Um, but yelling, bef- screaming, crying, crying. As maybe, I say, crying. maybe more crying than yelling crying. or screaming. Mm. Sad, a little sad. We'll talk about Leo not being able to bring his Argentine team to a Copa Championship or any international championship, and then kind of please, stop. yeah, I can cry. All right. So, but first, this episode, uh, because we're still at the Euros, uh, a roundup of the recent round of sixteen action and a preview of the upcoming quarterfinals. So, Salo, take it away. There was only one huge upset, which we'll get to. I think everyone can guess what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's. Although start. in retrospect, it doesn't feel that upset. Yeah. Does it? Should we just talk about it now? It just feels Englandy. Yeah, England. Nah, we'll wait. We'll All wait. Right. Let's go in order. So, we'll go in order of the so round of Switzerland, 16. Poland. How I, much did you care about that? Scale of one to ten. I really like Poland mm-hmm. because they cut lines. Because they cut lines, right? Um, in Switzerland, I like them as a football team. They have good players. They play good football. I thought they were going to win. They didn't. Uh, they were down, went down one nil in the first half to Jacob Blazikowski. Great name. Um, and then in the second half, they dominated all of it. We didn't get to see the second half. Because we were going to the Parc de France for Wales and Northern Ireland. But then I think it was around the 82nd minute. Well, we got there. By the time we got inside Parc de France. It was extra time. Oh. It, it was about to, it was starting. Right. So that was, was a good time, by too. The, by the 82nd minute, uh, Jaren Shakiri of Stoke scored probably the goal of the tournament with a 20-yard bicycle kick. It was a crazy goal. Unbelievable. Could you get up and demonstrate it for me right now? Do you want me to break my back? Um, let me see if the health care is in order. Not valid in France. Never mind. Oh, I think as um, you were. So, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a beautiful goal. goal. And dramatic because, you know, it was an equalizer. 82nd minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it was interesting. So then we met some friends at who were also attending Wales, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Medina, our friend the from Pena. the Pena in New York City, the Barca fan club. And her friend Joan, who happens to be Swiss. Yes. So there, sh- there we were, along with thousands of other people standing in the Parc de Prince, Parc de Prince in the, um, like, we were down Concours in the... Concours thing. Yeah. Where the food is, and and they have good TVs there. Yeah. 
and then it goes to penalties. And what was so amazing to me is Joan was very swift. Joan is was what do you? It, it, that's she was what, calm. She was. didn't seem that invested until the shootout started. But even then, she was passionate. She cared a lot. But like, she was, let me she see. Was laid back. Let me see you mimic her response when like Switzerland missed the kick, the oh. penalty. Yeah, that was about it. I, I don't remember last time Barca was in a shootout. It wasn't recently, but I would not handle that well. She had what I would call a very dignified disappointment. Yeah. Um, but it was fun to see some friends and meet some new friends yeah. at that match. So, yeah, Poland won 5-4 in the shootout. The The penalty missed by Switzerland was by Granit Xhaka, the new mm. Arsenal player. Mm. Good. Uh, bodes well for yeah, his Arsenal future. Well. He's already Arsenal. Which we'll get to see in Mesut Ozil, another Arsenal player missing penalty for mm-hmm. the next day for Germany. Or, yeah, we'll with, with, less con- with uh, lower consequences, we yeah. should say. Yeah. Um, but the match that we came, went to see at the beautiful Parc des Princes, which is in a, the beautiful neighborhoods, the, I believe it's the 16th arrondissement, arrondissement, near the Bois de Boulogne, and not too far past the Tokyo de Palais, which we went to yesterday, which is a museum that... For those of you who come to Paris and visit, there are a lot of very, very famous museums which are wonderful and crowded and big. And there's a great museum that the Dubners endorse called Tokyo de Palais. I think it's Palais de Tokyo. Palais de Tokyo. Sorry. Why do I? Yeah. Palais de Tokyo. Yeah, dyslexia. Uh, only when it comes to French museums of, and, and Belgian uh, cheese. Otherwise, uh, straight up. All right. So our match was? You know, there's one thing I've wanted to do. Uh-oh. There's one song I wanted to sing. Can I sing it? You can sing any song you want. Are you sure? You gonna sing the Marseillaise? Marseillaise. No, it's, it has to do with Wales, Northern Ireland. With Wales, Northern Ireland. Oh, and what? one man, Will Grigg. Can I sing it? <laughs> Will Grigg is on fire. I don't remember the song. Your defense is. Will Grigg is on fire. Your, Your defense, defense is terrified. Will Grigg is on fire. Your defense is terrified. Will Grigg is on fire. Your defense is terrified. Ooh. La, 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 la. Okay, I had to get it. That woke me up really well. So who is Will Grigg and why is he or is he's he not He's a fourth-string striker who hasn't played, <laughs> but he scored 28 goals on competitions for Wigan this season, mm-hmm. and the Northern Irish fans wanted him to play. Mm. But now to the game that you can probably tell from that. Northern mm. Irish fans were great all game. They, <laughs> One wh- of my favorite chants was, uh, had to do with the Brexit. Can, should I sing that too? Sure. We voted Remain. We voted Remain. We're not stupid. We voted <laughs> Remain. <laughs> uh, would you say that Northern Ireland fans were the, quote, best fans that we've encountered so far? Pretty, uh, close to Ostera. You know, That's Austria. what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. Um, and it looked, and they had, uh, they had a lot to cheer for a while. Scoreless for many minutes. So 78 minutes. As many of the games we've seen. Will Starman Gareth Bale kept quiet, was kept quiet for 78 minutes, but he tr- proved Relatively the mark of a star. Yeah. Even when he kept quiet, he, he still broke through and set up the own goal that won the game. Right. It was almost ha- it was almost hate- a Bale goal. Yeah, I don't hate him but I hate other Real Madrid players. This might be Parsi's. I think he seems like a more likable person than some of them. Also, this might be bad. I wouldn't say racist. But I feel more of a connection to him just because he's a native English speaker. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. If not, you call Welsh speakers. <laughs> not many top footballers are native English speakers. Oh, so you aden- identify with him a little bit yeah. more. You could have a nuanced, a more nuanced conversation yes. with him. How's your Spanish coming along, though? You're studying. Más o menos. Mm. How's your French coming along? Sí. Mm, yeah. No, not really. So the thing about Bale that um, I like is that he uh, – obviously he's very – you know, his ball handling and all that is fantastic, his yeah. power, etc. 
I just love love the way he uses his body to take and keep possession. Um, he reminds me, I mean, I hate to say it, this is my lack of football knowledge or experience showing and more my orientation with American sports, but he reminds me of certain kinds of like, uh, you know, maybe a power forward in basketball yeah. or... He's like a LeBron James in a way. A linebacker or, you know, a defensive or offensive player in uh, in American football, the way a tight end or a big wide receiver will kind He's of post up on the ball. Yeah. Jeez. He just uses he uses his body incredibly well on the pitch, but then his feet are great his too. His football brain also is very good. His football brain is good. I love watching him. We had... We had interesting seats. They were the closest we've been to the pitch. They were all the way in the corner. Right. So you could see, if the action was near you, you could see it very well. If it was far from you, you couldn't really no see it at all. But there were occasions where we saw him pretty close, and he's amazing to watch. So coming up, we'll have ba- Wales, Belgium, Bales, Belgium, and we'll see him again. Yeah. Um, I, did I mention, oh, yeah, I mentioned it. I'm so tired. Um, so then Portugal, Croatia. Mm-hmm. Portugal won 1 0. Croatia played much better. They deserve the win. Uh, Ricardo Cresna scored off a Ronaldo quote-unquote assist, but I'm not going to be drawn into talking about him anymore today because I feel too dignified right now. All right, let me, let me just say that everything you've said was totally wrong in that. Not wrong, but your descriptions of Portugal are so colored by your hatred of Ronaldo yes. that uh, I just feel like for Portuguese fans who may be listening to this, try your best to disregard everything Salman says because <laughs> it's it's biased to the point of uh, ludicrousness and uh, not that there's anything. I I understand your passion. Thank you. And Thank you. you're right. Ronaldo wasn't uh, a prominent presence at all. Although Portugal looked good. Croatia know, deserved the win, though. That's... Croatia played hard. They played organized. They played tough. But you as anyone, they played better. Yeah, but they didn't score, did they? So, I mean, the goal was real. The goal was a legit goal. It was off a Ronaldo miss. The pass to Ronaldo was from whom? Ronaldo Sanchez. I yes, think. Be- he loved. God, I loved I've him. tied up for months. I loved him. I would watch him do. I would watch him garden. Really, he just has a great physical presence and enthusiasm. He he was subbed on in what'd you say the fiftieth fiftieth minute. His energy, um, unbelievable. You know, I forget now. This went to extra time, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. His energy deep they won in one hundred seventeenth. Everybody else is panting and sweating, hands on knees. Understandably, it's unbelievably draining. Yeah. Granted, he came in only in the fiftieth minute, but even at the very, very end, was he was running around. He looked. You Excited know, he reminded Bayern next season. Mm, how good? How well will he do there? Do you think he might not start right away? He's only eighteen. But how well do you think he'll fit into that system? And who's running that system? Carlo Ancelotti. Mm-hmm. Um, he could co- could go either way. Ancelotti's known for making all his players feel needed and fit fitting in really well, so I think it'll work well. Kind of the way you make me feel? Oh, thank you. Mm. Next match, France. Ireland. Mm. So I think it was in Lyon, the hosts against Ireland. Two minutes in, not even, I think Paul Pogba concedes a penalty I don't remember who he took down in the box, but it was a clear penalty. It, and it was not a good, it was not a sensible exactly. takedown, was it? So two minutes in, Robbie Brady, Norwich City, converts a penalty, 1-0 Ireland. Unbelievable. Can I just say, I know Pogba is one of your favorite players, yeah. one of your favorite targets for Barcelona. Every team in the world wants him. Have you seen much of him this tourney? Because I have not. He's I been hate to okay. Say Has he been hurt? Do we know? You never really know. What do you mean you never really know? That's just the nature of football. They yeah. keep it. But I have to presume that if you're the French manager, who's the French manager? Didier Didier Deschamps. Deschamps. I have to assume that if you're going to start a player in a Euro championship, that he's fit to play. Not necessarily. You remember how Neymar is a poster boy for the World Cup? Yeah. That's a pog for this tournament. Mm. 
Is Pogba easily was Pogba before the tournament easily the biggest selling jersey? Do you think in France or yes? And I now think so. and now still probably mm, disagree. Not to, not yesterday. Griezmann. Yesterday, you and I yeah. went to the Nike shop. Are you talking about who I got? I I wasn't. I was. I, I hadn't. Who'd you get? I got Samo Utiti, the Leon <laughs> defender, who hasn't played yet this. I don't think he's played yet this year, but he's gonna sign for Barcelona this summer. So I want to be ready. That's why you got him. Yes. You also got. Uh, the new Barca kit was out. Beautiful kit. I got messy on the back. No surprise there. And it's got what sponsor on the front? None. Interesting. And the fellow at the Nike shop, who sounded like he really knew what he was talking about, said that they, there may be a sponsor for it. You're pretty sure of that? I'm pretty sure. Where have you read that? How All good are your sources? There's, there's not going to be a sponsor. Well, okay. If there is, though, you have uh, the rare the rare 2016-17 uh, Barca kit with no sponsor. Yes, I do. All right. Um, so France, Ireland, Griezmann, great in the second half. You disparaged him in the first, said he'd been terrible. I disparaged everyone on France That's in the true. first half. Especially Adil Rami, which I don't blame you for. You know, they, the whole squad. He's replacing him next game. Oh. Yeah. Is it because you bought the jersey? You Probably, think that yeah. was the. Almost definitely. That was the, that was the metric that they were watching. Yeah. As soon as an American buys an Umtiti jersey, we will start him. Definitely. Oh. Well, that'll be exciting to see. It will. So that means you wear that jersey to wherever we watch that match, presumably. Of course. Um, the thing about France is they just looked so lazy Black. and cowardly, especially on defense, especially in the first half. The especially back line, Olivier Giroud. Well, on the front line, too. Giroud, I have to say, I mean, look, I don't know anything about football, but watching it. You know what you think. Here's the thing about watching football and analyzing it. American football I've watched all my life. And basketball and baseball. But with American football, it's really hard for me to assess the performance of certain players because you don't really know exactly what they're supposed to do on a given yeah. play. Some of the technique is very kind of arcane. But with football, I feel like it's pretty easy to tell whether someone's executing well, thinking well. And uh, Rami in the back. Gil Rami, yeah, Sevilla. And uh, and and uh, Giroud in the front. Giroud, like, you know, I talked about Bale using his size. Giroud's not broad like that, but he's tall. He doesn't he's use built. his size. He's a whiner. He's a wanker. Uh, I didn't, wouldn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, you just did. So France turned it around second half, though. They did, yeah. Griezmann, I've always said world-class striker, as do most people except you, Dad. He scored two good goals, a header again, and he's tied for the, in the goal, at the top in the golden boot race with, I think, Lukaku, Bale, and Murata, who's now out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was really good. He turned the game around when his country needed him, too. Let me ask you this. Having traveled around France a bit, spent time in stadiums, talking to other fans from all over, um, how would you rate the enthusiasm for and the kind of um, belief in the France squad to progress and maybe win? Enthusiasm's a good 9 or 10. The belief is a 6 or 7. And do you feel that's uh, warranted, that that's about where it should be? I'd say so. Because English belief is either always 0 or 10. Exactly. And then in the end, you know. It's always in the mid zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anyway, France... Defeats Ireland 2-1, moves on to face Iceland, which we'll get to in a few we minutes. We will. Okay. Next so match. Germany-Slovakia, one of the most lopsided games of this round of 16. Uh, first, before we talk about it, I want to make a serious declaration or statement. 
uh, uh, someone on the German national team, Thomas Muller, has gone missing. If you uh, see him, email us at footyfortwoatgmail.com. It's very worrying. He hasn't been seen for a while. Okay. Um, how bad has he been? Horrendous. He always is a top scorer up there in the big tournament. He hasn't scored once. How do you account for something like that? I mean, well, in his in his defense, he's been playing out of position on the wing in the midfield. He's, he's really a central striker, but mm-hmm. it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Why would he be playing out of position when Germany's had such success with him playing? I think elsewhere? that now Mario Gomez is fit, who Joachim Love is a big fan of, and mm-hmm. he wants to play him. Mueller's, Mueller's, Mueller's kind of like you have to start because the fans won't let you not start mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. But on the German squad, who's been uh, making up for it? Who's been taking advantage? Draxler was an unbelievable man in the match, including a goal against Slovakia, along with Gosen Boateng, who you love, and Gomez. Mm-hmm. Urzel missed a penalty, another Arsenal player there. Talk about Boateng's goal for a second. It just bounced off to him, from, out to him, I think from a corner, or maybe free kick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as a corner. He just hits it. Beautifully on the volley, and it, and it was a great goal. It was a little bit like the Modric goal. That's what I see that, yeah, Beautiful goal. Me. And I like Boateng. I, I just love his play. I love his style. He's, he's he exciting feels, as a defender. He's like exciting. Exactly. And he also feels like the kind of defender that it takes responsibility back there for like the Like Mascherano in a way. Like Mascherano in a way. Like They're different the, players. Like but. some of the Italians. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Proceed. Germany. Uh, we'll play uh, Italy, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm, so Hungary, 4-0 Belgium. We watched it again with Simon Cooper. That was great. Um, Simon Cooper. Again, one of the most lopsided games of the tournament, actually. Uh, Hazard scores. He was great. Finally finding his form again. Carrasco and Adriano scored. And Mishi Batshuayi, his first appearance of the tournament, comes on, scores in, after a few minutes. I said he was good. You did say he was good. he's about to move to Chelsea, mm. too, for like £3 million. Pounds. How do you think he'll do there? I think he'll do very well. So just name for me. Belgium is just... Stacked, they are right. Name name the seven or eight or eleven, uh, whatever Belgian you know start. Name a bunch of Belgian starters that you're excited about seeing when we see them in person. Even even people who don't start like Batshuayi, Carrasco, but people start like uh, Hazard, Lukaku, De Bruyne, Witzel, Nainggolan, Alderweireld as a defender. That's really exciting. Courtois. The manager of Belgium is who? Mark Vilmot, former player. Uh huh. And would you do you think that the starting eleven uh, in their next match against Wales, which we'll see, is going to be the same as against Hungary? I'd say so. Actually, I forgot to mention Thomas Mounier. I think he plays for Genk or Club Brugge in Belgium. I don't remember where. I hate to say, but he's been a breakout of this tournament. Brendan Breakout stars at right back. Mm-hmm. Who has earned more time then besides him uh, on Belgium? Do you think Carrasco will get more more time? As I a hope result? so. Yeah. <laughs> And who's the other one? Alder. Alder. He, he's a starter. Or he's not. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and your other guy that you love, I can't pronounce his name. Batshuayi. Batshuayi. Will he get more time? Do you think he won't start yet? Right. But he 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 will eventually mm-hmm. in, within years. Okay, so we'll get to a prediction of Wales Belgium in yeah. a minute. But but two but more round of sixteen games. Few Spain, more Italy, which we were at. That uh, this was the match we wanted. We were Spain. Most they went looking out. forward to. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Giorgio Chiellini scores and Grazia Pella scores in um, in uh, stoppage time in the second half. Conte is just a genius. And he has to make a point. Spain were more playing to counter Italy, like suit, like play, letting Italy play their game and just try to, to try to counter that, not counter attack, but like 
try to have a response is that playing their own game, which is what they're known for, and that's ultimately what costs them. Was that a decisions on Spain? Uh, partially decision based, partially just natural accidental, but a, a reaction, a reaction yeah, to exactly. how Italy is playing. Do you think Italy? I know we watched Italy Belgium on TV, but not closely. Or maybe you watched it closely. I didn't yeah, watch I did. it closely. Do you feel like Italy um, – I know I've read that Conte, the Italy manager, is tactically and inspirationally, you know, getting very, very high marks. Did Italy come in with a very different plan against Spain than they had in their in their group no, stage matches? No, they just matches? like to counterattack and, and play kind of aggressively, and they're very good at it. Not even that aggressive. They're just they're, – they're tough. They're organized, and it gets results. That's what matters in the Euros. Italy looked to me like the opposite of France, that they were motivated at every position. Right. They played very much like a team, which they are. I mean, it's half of Juventus, right? Um, And they had great execution, but also just emotion and energy, consistency. And you saw Conte in the touchline, I assume. (laughs) It was very exciting to watch. Can't wait to that Chelsea next season. Conte, when uh, one ball, a ball came out of bounds right at him, and it was off his own player. It was a misplayed ball. He just booted it. He did boot it. And you thought he might get kicked out. At first, I I forgot that it was was out of play already. If it was in play, he wouldn't make kicked out. I I can see that. Now, just talk about how sad you were about Spain. Um, it's sad. They'd won the past few years. I th- as I said before, I thought they were going to win this one, too. They're out. Casillas retired. Even though Mario Madrid legend, I still appreciate him, as every other football fan does. Mm-hmm. Other players will retire. Iniesta will. I bet other players probably will. And it's sad. It's the end of an era. Uh, they were your favorite. They, they were your favorite team in the Euros. Yes. And yes. now... With them eliminated, who's your next favorite team? I don't really who do you really who do you really want to win going Iceland. Forward? Do you? Is that I really love that, yeah. that would be? Uh, you happen to be wearing a shirt right now that says yeah. Reykjavik. Iceland. That has nothing to do with football. It's just when I went there with my mom. Yeah. got it. You liked Iceland, didn't I you? I did. Yeah. Um, now it, let's talk about England. Iceland. Iceland is a football <laughs> crazy country, right? Apparently, according to our friends Simon Cooper and Stefan Schmeinsky, who wrote the wonderful book Soccernomics, and they wrote about Iceland, yes, that it has um, a, an extraordinarily high proportion of people who play and watch and think about the game yeah. with a population. What's the total national population? 330,000. So basically the Upper West Side. Yes. <laughs> right? And that yeah. country was in the Euros in the round of 16 playing Mighty England, which just days before, as part of the UK, had voted to leave the European Union, and then Iceland made its own vote for Brexit, too, by re- forcibly removing England from the European tournament. So we, were getting, we got back like two minutes to the hotel, like two minutes in to the game after Spain and Italy. You had to check in with somebody in the lobby, so I came up and turned it on. The second I turned it on, I'd seen England just won a penalty, and Wayne Rooney scored it. And I yelled, Rooney goal, when he walked in. And then less than 30 seconds later, after he walked <laughs> in, two minutes after the goal, Ragnar Sigurdsson scored for Iceland. Terrible. No, that wasn't the Joe Hart mistake. Twelve minutes later, uh. Colbain Sigtherson or Sigtherson scores in the eighteenth minute. Joe Hart just can't can't hold the ball. Do you think Joe Hart needs to be sent back to Duncow for some conditioning? Yes, he does. Before without the, a doubt. Mm. Um so did you still expect though? Um England down two one as kind of, of 18th but minute? it didn't happen. They didn't come back. Even though it's funny when you watch England with all those you know high profile and and talented players, it seems inevitable that they'll do well. But somehow it seems simultaneously inevitable that they won't. It does. That it's just 
England. Someone tweeted us this morning or last night with a very interesting point about how come England doesn't have any specialist players, no real playmaker, no real ball winner, no real target man. That was really interesting. I said, I think it's a lack of skilled specialist trainers at a young age. They they treat that they teach them to play football, not to play a certain kind of football. Is that a very different way than young players in Italy? Everywhere else, France? they teach they teach them they give you a role, which is what hmm. they should do. Why why is that different in England? Do you believe? No idea. It just, you know, it, it does is. relate to uh, you know you know this guy Anders Ericsson. I sometimes talk about. Heard he's, of. he's an academic who uh, researches expert expert performance, and he does make the case that. If you want to get really good at something, you have to be incredibly specific in your pursuit of yeah. your technique and your goals and so on. And that it's easy to like keep doing, so keep practicing. Like you can practice a thousand hours. But per- it's the perfect practice makes perfect. E- exactly. So that's an interesting point. Is that really is that widely acknowledged that England does not train its young players to be specialists? Kind of. I don't. I just don't know what's wrong with English football. Mm. <laughs> Well, um, Roy Hodgson resigned as he should have. Right. All, r- r- about two minutes after you had tweeted Roy Hodgson to the Tower of London question mark, which he resigned. Turned, turned out <laughs> he didn't have to get beheaded, but uh, and and what he would are, have been fired. What are the uh, and and who do you think is as of now leading a uh, leading candidate? To I'm going to be Gareth Southgate, under twenty one's manager. People are saying Wenger. I think that's crazy. Some people Why? are saying Jurgen Klinsmann. Mm, well, he might need a job. No, I think he I think he redeemed himself by getting to the semis, right, of Copa. America, uh, why do you think Wenger's crazy idea? He's he's there's no he's gonna retire when he leaves Arsenal. Mm-hmm. One name that's been mentioned with relatively low odds, it's Eddie Howe. Eddie mentioned. Howe, the Barmy Army, which would disappoint me a lot because we like Bournemouth and do. like to see him keep doing well there. What? How appealing? Like, let's say for a manager like Eddie Howe, who's relatively he's young, right? Yeah. And he's on the rise, and his and his team is on the rise, whether he stays there for a long time or not. How appealing is a national managing job? To me, it seems if like it's a drag. England is your country. It's a chance for light time, I'd say. Mm. But what happens like if you take that job when you're relatively young and you don't do well? Then you still what? have it on your CV, on your resume, and it still looks good. He would definitely take it. Doesn't it make it hard then to get a top tier? Does it make it harder or easier to get a top tier club position then? I think easier. You do. Yeah. Yeah. What about if you're some? Let's pretend Wenger wanted to not retire, wanted to manage England instead. Is that a a sensible trajectory for him and for the English FA? For him, I don't know. I think it's just weird. For the FA, I think it would be good to have an experienced manager who, although he can be crazy, he's ta- he's no not undoubtedly smart. I think it would definitely be a good move for them to get him. Because the critique against Hodgson was that he had a lot of talent, but he didn't employ them strategically. Yeah. You think that was true? I just don't know. Um, Wenger, though, you know, it's always interesting to see a foreigner managing national teams, mm-hmm. a team like England. So, but proud it's pretty common, team. right? It is not always in England, though. The previous one at England, though, wasn't Fabio Capello. Yeah, that's true. Um, who I assume is Italian yes, from the name. Is. Yeah. So, Salman, I have to say this: so England, so Iceland beats England in one of the greatest upsets. You know, the British press is calling it the worst loss for English football ever. It's up there. I don't, I don't know how true that is, and we know that the British press can be extraordinarily hyperbolic, but it's up there. Here's the thing that interested me. Of all your dark horse picks, Solomon, yep. in the Iceland Euros. wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, and you had like eight or ten dark horses. <laughs> so Iceland was too dark a horse for even you yes, to pick. And yeah. how do you feel about them now going forward? They're going to win the Euro. No, I, I don't <laughs> think they'll beat France, but I'd love it if they did. I, I like, they're my two favorite teams left. I'd of say. all the teams that are left, Poland, Portugal, Wales, Belgium, Germany, Italy, and France, and Iceland, which team do you think Iceland would have the best chance of beating? 
Poland. Okay. Second best? Portugal. Third? Wales? Uh, I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, Wales I forgot is... about Wales. Yeah, yeah. So, in other words, France, they're actual. You notice how I'm saying it France now? Because everyone here, France. that's the French pronunciation, but also that's how all the Brits say it. So, I've started to mimic it un- unknowingly sometimes. But France, France, uh, would you... Would you or would you not agree that that's not a bad matchup for Iceland, as opposed to a Germany or It's not Italy? a great one, but they always, they'll have a chance. We'll see what happens. All right. So let's talk about um, if you have any predictions for the yeah. next— This uh, is my prediction. is a score. I'm not going to say it's a score because I have no idea this Okay. Point. So we have four matches coming up over the next right. several days. I think Poland-Portugal, 2-1-Portugal. Uh-oh. Well, even Wait a minute. Back up, brother. So even you, the Ronaldo hater, thinks, yes. Okay, and are, are you willing to say that Paul, that Ronaldo probably will score? Of course not. Okay. Um, Wales, Belgium. I think it's gonna be two 0 Belgium. And you're not gonna tell me who's gonna score? No, I don't know. All right. What do you think? I am a genius. Hmm. Yeah. Germany, Italy. One 0 Italy. One 0 Italy. One one nil Germany. Yeah. Um. Who are you gonna be rooting for there? Italy. Your friend Giacomo lives and dies with the Italian team. That's Mm-hmm. Okay. And Iceland, France, I'm going to say 2 0 France. Poor Iceland. They're going to go out in the court. And how do you feel as an Iceland fan if you still go out in the. Uh, in the in you're, undoubt- you're obviously sad, but you're still incredibly proud of your team. Mm. Um, there are eight teams left, soon four, and then two. It's not footy for one, it's footy for two. Talk to you later. Soon.